Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the only podcast that has too many movies to handle. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Hosting today's episode is the man out on parole for good behavior, Hassa. Hello. And I have no clue how to raise a child, so I'm Chris. That's true. I don't know how to raise a child either. No. I'm just doing it. No. After oh so many years of recasting, we finally get to dedicate a month to the greatest actor of our time, a man that embodies every character and makes you feel emotions beyond human comprehension, and that man is Nicolas Cage. I'm so happy. <laughs> That's right, recasted fans, we are doing an entire month devoted to Nicolas Cage. And to start that month off, we have chose one of his earlier movies to recast. So don't rob the corner store as we recast Raising Arizona. I had never seen this movie. I, okay, I've seen, I've seen this movie, but I don't remember it as yeah. well as I thought I did. Because <laughs> it's weird as shit. It's been a long time. Yes, it's very weird. Okay, so before we move on, this will be the thing this month. It'll, def it'll definitely be a thing next week. But Nicolas Cage is an immensely talented actor. Oh, he is. When he wants to be, he is unbelievably good and unbelievably nuanced and really, really good. The one thing, I know it's a joke to say that he's a bad actor and does bad movies. The one thing you can never take away from Nicolas Cage is this guy swings for the fences every single time he stands in front of a camera. And he is brilliant for it sometimes. <laughs> he... I will say this. He's one of my favorite actors because of all the crap movies he does as well. But the 90s was a great time for him, and the early 80s was a great time for him, too. Yeah. Because, like, he did a lot of his more well-known, critically acclaimed movies. Like, we've already done The Rock. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, the 90s alone, like, you think Nicolas Cage, it's well, he had face-off. Even go back, like, Leaving Las Vegas, like, his actual yeah. really good film. Leaving right? Las Vegas. Like, but like, The Rock, Face Off. I'm trying to think of the three. Con Air. We Con did Air. Con Air. Yeah. Like he had these big roles. I mean, he has a lot of roles. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah. But yes. Leaving Las Vegas is. His... He was in a Time to Kill. Probably. In '89. That must not be the movie I'm thinking of then. This is not a movie I'm thinking <laughs> of. Um. Anyway, yeah, he is like he has been a. A staple <laughs> of our movie life for a very long time. Yes. Um, and yeah, as I, it's like, he is, as I said, like, he is an amazingly talented actor that, through probably stupid decisions, mm. um, if you, anything's to be believed, that, you know, he made some bad choices in financial re things and had to do a bunch of movies. But that has not diminished his popularity right no. or you have someone like bruce willis doing all these b movies nowadays and like no one likes bruce willis anymore <laughs> well he's not the bruce willis that we had yeah, right he's not john mcclain anymore right whereas nicholas cage is it's... still nicholas cage <laughs> because that's who he is but it's weird because he does like all these like really low not low budget, but he does all these like low B movies. Yeah. But then he shows up in like in Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. As Spider Man Noir, and you're like, holy crap, that's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And then like Kick Ass. Yeah. Sorry, I, we were just actually watching that, and I just saw you go past it. But like Kick Ass, he was great. 
the first Ghost Rider. <laughs> Not great, but did you laugh out loud when Ghost Rider showed up in this movie? In the oh yeah, <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard. I was like, wait, Ghost Rider shows up. Because yeah. um, like, let's just go from the top of his list, which is way higher up here. So Wally's Wonderland just came out. Then which, there's Prisoners of Ghostland, The Crude's A New Age, which since he's a voice actor, he probably made a lot of money off of because that's the third one. Yeah. Um, Jiu-Jitsu, Grand Isle, Primal, Kill Chain, Run Running with, with the, the devil, devil, Color Out of Space. There we go. That's a movie I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> a score to settle. And then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. But like, how many of those other movies had you even heard of? Um, well, I've heard of Jiu-Jitsu. I haven't. I've heard of Primal. Um, is Primal the one with the crocodiles? Or am uh, I thinking of something else? It's the one with the panther on the ship. Okay, no. That he is Different. a hunter who, yeah. yeah. I heard of Willy's Wonderland. Okay, yeah, because I sent you the trailer because it's basically Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. <laughs> Even though they did a Five Nights at Freddy's movie that already. Did they? It was know. the Banana Split movie. Mm. Um, yeah. But, like, let's, let's face but it. But then like, he, was, he was in Teen Titans Go. Yeah, he was Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, was great because he could have been Superman. I was just going to talk about that. Um, yeah, like the f- just the fact alone that in the 90s we almost got um, Kevin Smith written, Tim Burton directed, Nicolas Cage starring Superman movie is insane. And like if you've ever seen the pictures of that, of that set of and movie, like he had a huge mullet and he was wearing the rainbow suit. And like that movie would have been nuts but it would have been great because <laughs> and we talked about this that was just before that was the end of like the tim burton superhero where it was batman and batman returns which are both fantastic movies mm-hmm. i love them and, so and then you went into the schumacher era yeah and everything changed and you got away from that like i would have loved to see a tim burton superman mm-hmm. it would have been the Zack snyder <laughs> justice league <laughs> There's right. actually a really good documentary about the the making it. I yeah, think. the making of it called the the death and return of of something like that of Superman. It's um really quite good. I can't remember exactly what it's called. I should mm. probably look it up. Um, but yeah, it's really quite good. Um, it's worth the watch because the the director got so much information about it and um, well, all those people are still around, right? No, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just 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 to think, just thinking a Kevin Smith Superman movie almost got made. With Nicolas Cage is mind-blowing. And then you throw Tim Burton involved and this, you know, mechanical spiders and... Uh, we are, um... Yeah. I think we're showing our age a little anyway, more now. But, but okay, I'm going to talk about the rest of the cast. So, okay. this is a Coen Brothers movie. Coen Brothers movie. Who are some of the best directors of all time. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah. Probably so, my favorite, although I know The Big Lebowski's up there. Yeah. But it's got I, the dude. I, I prefer their Fargo? serious movies. Man, okay. Than their comedies. Not that their comedies are bad. Um actually, They're just not like straight up comedies. Yeah, I absolutely love Or Brother, where mm-hmm. though. And I really, really liked the bus the ballad of Buster Scruggs on T on Netflix a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um but yeah, his there there's the favorite of mine is No Country for Old Men. Mm. Um which won a ton of awards, didn't it? It did, yeah. Uh, it, that one for me is just this, this, this just a masterpiece of movie directing and pacing and all that stuff. But True Grit was also really, really good. And Burn After Reading was 
freaking weird. Uh, that was m- that was George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Right. Uh, I was going to say Matt Damon, but not yeah. Matt Damon in that. Yeah. But like this movie was near the beginning of their career, and obviously not the beginning of their career. No, they had a few others. Um, uh, where is it? There it is. Um, but like this movie wasn't as funny. You can see them trying to get there, mm. but it didn't quite hit for me. Like, there were just too many weird things. Like, when John Goodman and William Forthuis lost the kid because they put him on top of the car, and they just screamed for two <laughs> minutes while they drove back to get him. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I know. So, I'm going to say this because it's going to come up next week, too. There's a lot of screaming in these movies for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. And yes, that, that part was weird, although I did find it a little... Like, I, I, I chuckled at that part. Yeah. But yeah. I also always liked how... Because it's it's the Coen brothers. These mm-hmm. are the guys who direct this movie. That if you look at the credits, it's Joel who directs them, and Ethan is uncredited. <laughs> he's always credited as a producer and a writer and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but like he's always uncredited as a director for some reason. You'd think, since they're brothers, they would switch off, but they might not. I don't know how their movies are run, right? But you also don't know how they actually, yeah, like, That's what I mean. direct I it. Yeah. Like, like, you could just be one on set and the other one yeah. going, hey, let's try this. Yeah. I really wanted to see that Hail Caesar movie that they did, but I ended up never seeing it. Um, people said it wasn't as great as their other ones, but I still mm. really wanted to see it. Apparently, they're doing the I, tragedy. I was going to say that that sounds interesting. They're doing. Yeah. It has their typical people in it: Francis McDormand. <laughs> um, I noticed John Goodman's in a lot of theirs too. Yeah, John Goodman, Francis McDormand, Holly Hunter, Holly Hunter, because um, she's in this one. She was in Fargo. She yeah. was the pregnant sheriff in Fargo. Um, Wow. That movie had the best. There's a lot of them. That movie had the best subversion of expectations, because you had a pregnant main character who never gave birth. Hmm. It was such a good idea. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, that's enough about the Coens. Aw, not um, Coens. Who until this Toby actually did this movie could have sworn there was an H in their last name. No, because I've only ever seen Cohen spelled with an H. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's Cohen. Anyway, like, shall we get going? Oh, do you want some fun facts? I do want some fun facts. Chris's I also want to talk facts. about how we're going to change it. So, Chris's fun facts. I'm, I'm skipping two steps ahead. Wow, you're just like really yeah. going. Okay, according to Ethan Cohen, Nicolas Cage was crazy about his Woody Woodpecker haircut that he had, um, and that it reacted to HI or highs stress levels. The bigger the danger he's in, the bigger the waves in his hair gets. That kind of makes sense. As you're watching it, you're like, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> um, I liked this one. So the shot in which the camera moves on Florence, Arizona, the mother, discovering that Nathan Jr. is gone is a direct homage. Homage? Homage. Sure. Uh, to The Evil Dead, a film in which Joel Cohen was an assistant editor. I did not know that. I did not know that either. So but I, mean, I love Sam Evil Raby, Dead. Sam Raby and the Cohen brothers went to school together? Probably. Because, <laughs> Yeah. Um, that was one of his school projects, right? Sam Raimi's school projects? It was like, yeah, one yeah, of his... Not like actual school project, but he did it while he was during... It was like yeah. the original was so under budget, and then the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the relationship between Nicolas Cage and the Coen brothers was respectful, but turbulent. When he arrived on set and at various other points during production, Cage offered to the or suggestions to the Coen brothers, which were largely ignored. That's probably why the, he never did another movie with them. Yeah. Um, Cage said that the Coens have a very strong vision and I learned how difficult it is to accept another artist, artist visions. They have an autocratic nature. 
They understood why Cage would make that statement, saying it was a lot of fun working with him, but some of his improvisations clashed with their vision and had to be edited. Yeah, I've I've heard that about a couple of directors. Um, Edgar Wright is one of those guys who's. Uh, it's like no, it, it's written down. Yeah. You do it the way I want you to do it. Do it. <laughs> um, I've heard that about these guys as well. It's like this is this is our film. Yeah. You're just acting in it, like. <laughs> All right. We got two more. Okay. Uh, both OPE and POE are spray painted on the doors of the gas station restroom. Do you know why? No. This is a reference to Dr. Strangelove or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. <laughs> yeah, give the whole title because that matters. As the recall code is OPE and General Ripper is obsessed with POE as it stands for both peace on earth and purity of essence. Hmm. Again, I did that... not know that. I was trying to figure out throughout the movie while I was watching it. I, like, I have never it. seen that movie either. No, no, but like this one, I kept seeing the OPE. Mm. I was trying to figure out. One of these days we'll do a Kubrick yes, month. We talked about that. Last one. So while many reviews refer to Randall Texas Cobb, Randall Tex Cobb's character as Leonard Smalls as a Harley riding biker, the motorcycle in the movie is in fact a Honda Shadow and has been subjected to the rat bike treatment along with some extra flame editing plumbing. Yeah, that makes sense because you just assume some badass is riding a motorcycle. He's riding a Harley. He also didn't know how to ride it. And the scene where he pulls up to the hole in the ground, apparently one take, he went into the hole. Nice. <laughs> and those are all your fun facts. Ba-da-da-da. So how weird was it seeing Holly Hunter and John Goodman and William Forsyth, who we've already recasted in mm -hmm. The Rock. With Nicolas Cage. So unbelievably young. Like, and not only that, but Gil with Francis McDormand's dot, mm -hmm. who I didn't even recognize. Okay, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I was looking up characters, and uh, I was like, dot. I'm like, Francis McDormand was in this? Yeah. Where was she? And then it's like, dot. I'm like, who's dot? <laughs> and then I went back through the thing. I'm like, oh, dot's yeah. the friend. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize her. Did you, oh, well, did you cast dot and Glenn? I did cast dot and Glenn. I didn't. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll put them in first. I only cast them because I wanted to cast Dot because I wanted to talk about Francis McDormand. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't cast Dot without casting Glenn. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, this movie is so weird. This movie is so weird. I, like, I, so, the one thing I do love about this movie, and I, I do find it, because the humor there is that pretty much, again, it's all of the police and all the FBI and everybody are just useless mm -hmm. like that one scene where they're in their house and they're like eating and they're all on his chairs and it's like it's like <laughs> what was he wearing i don't know jammies <laughs> and it's like <laughs> they're just going back and forth yeah. which by the way he wasn't wearing jammies no but the thing is too like that you said that that scene where um what's her name screams is mm -hmm. evil dead but like that whole scene was made to be like scary funny because the babies were supposed to be scary because they were getting everywhere, but it was kind of mm -hmm. like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, like that it was part was so weird, like because they had the wide angle lenses and like it was the just... scene where he's like trying to like almost juggle the kids around. Yeah, like, was just like what's going on? It was really really weird. It Not to weird. mention his name is High. Hi. <laughs> well, Hubert or something. But okay, also. One thing that really bothered me, and it's it's a weird nitpick. So they kidnap the kid. Mm -hmm. They don't rename it. 
whatever. That's not the thing. They 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 kidnap the kid. Always call it junior, but they yeah. have an investigation, blah blah blah, things happen, mm-hmm. and then it goes back to the house at some point near the middle of the movie, mm-hmm. and the ladder is still outside the window. <laughs> See, but that's what I liked about the joke there, because the joke was like Everybody is so incompetent in their investigation, and they're, like, trying to do his fingerprints and be, like, all this. And they're, like, the ladder literally is out there the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's just, like... <laughs> but, like, how at the end he's, like, yeah, you guys can go out the way you came in. Click. <laughs> so, I really, really thought at the end it would have been, like, okay, you want to be a nanny? Mm. But then they have that whole... <laughs> The weird whole, dream sequence well the dream sequence but they have that whole like oh no we're not going to stay together and all this and he's like we'll go home and sleep on it and then, yeah you have that dream sequence where it's like well actually it turns out we were gonna have a family and yeah but like you know it would have been nice if, if, if someone was like yeah we can't handle these kids do you want to be a nanny and i got a job at the furniture store for you like you brought because like i also thought they would have been like okay going into a change i'm actually going to change the ending to that as well as why didn't they with the two escaped convicts mm-hmm. who had the baby why didn't nicholas cage and holly hunter go and like yeah we got it from those two no one's gonna listen to them yeah it, like that, i mean it's <laughs> and easy they collect the reward and or you have the guy go yeah i i know you took him but i just got a call that these two guys had a kid that robbed this place mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm going to say you guys brought him back. Here's your reward. Yeah. Like or come just, work at the furniture like, store. Maybe maybe that's like, you know, I'm trying to make them smarter than they are. Because, like, that's the one thing about... That's the one thing I at least notice about some of the Coen Brothers comedies is they like amplifying... Dumbness. The stupidity of the masses. Hmm. Right? And it's definitely clear in this. It's very clear in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, oh, darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> Sorry. We're in a tight spot. <laughs> Yes. I, uh, I just, that's, as much as I, I remember Oh Brother Where Out Thou and like the whole, I can't remember what the band, their band's name is. Soggy Bottom Boys. Yes, the Soggy Bottom Boys. Like that part. But the only part I ever really remember is just George Clooney going, oh, oh dang, oh dang, <laughs> we're in a tight spot. Oh dang. I, um, you, weird fact about that movie. That movie was one of the first movies to use color correction in a huge way, like digital color correction, because hmm. they filmed the whole thing in spring and summer, mm-hmm. right? So everything was green, but they wanted it to have this weird dust bowl look to it. So they just went back and color corrected the whole mm-hmm. thing to give it this that weird sepia tone. But anyway, um, yeah, this movie, Raising Arizona, again, I'd, I'd want it to be that the characters stumbled into intelligence and near the end. Like, cause like, I don't mind them being dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind them being dumb, but hopeful and innocent. Cause like, uh, like I know Nicolas Cage is Rob's convenience stores, but like Ed is just such an innocent person. Just wants a kid. Yeah. Right. But like, she doesn't want to hurt the kid. She doesn't want to do anything like that. She just wants a kid. Yeah. But right? high is high's character, HI, whatever we want to call him. Just high. High. The thing I liked about his character is he robs convenience stores with no bullets. Because, but the thing is, he, he doesn't want to hurt anybody. He knows that he also gets a lesser sentence. Yes, <laughs> but he knows that he doesn't want to hurt any. Like he doesn't want to hurt people. He just yeah. does it, yeah. right? And I like that one where he's like, "I found myself driving by convenience stores that weren't <laughs> even on the way home," and you're like, 
Because it's such a typical, like, man cheating yeah. on wife thing. is like, you know, looking at other women or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah, that's one thing I want to change. And the other thing I want to change is uh, Leonard Smalls' character. I want to do a massive rechange on him. He's the bounty mm-hmm. hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, so the thing is... Other than that, like it was weird that he had the same Roadrunner tattoo. I was trying and to then figure they never that explain out. It. Like, <laughs> I'm like, is he supposed to be his dad? It's supposed to be his dad. Well, so basically, what they explained—not explained, but one of the trivia's that they had—and I didn't put down—but they said that um, Leonard Smalls was supposed to be what they would consider was a nightmare, like how they, they would mm-hmm. consider an evil guy was, but not that the Coens would consider an evil guy. What High would consider as an evil guy. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it was because maybe like, this he, is supposed to be him in the future. Kind of that, or it's kind of like his projection of something evil coming his yeah. way. And and like see, his... that's, that's the thing. Like, to me, a man who robs convenience stores and has been to prison many, many times mm-hmm. would not find a man like that scary. What he would find scary is a nice guy in a suit who is actually scary. Oh, what's his name from Drive Angry? Yeah, kind of like that um, William Fickner's character. Thank you, William Fickner. Who is just... Sorry, Drive Angry is a terrible movie. Great Nicolas Cage movie. (laughs) But William Fickner's character in that movie, I really like William Fickner's character. Yeah, kind of like that. I want this guy to be like 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 no bike, just in a nice car and like Mm -hmm. in a nice suit. And he's always like dressed to the nines, always clean. I'm not in it. The guy who is like that, that guy is scary to high. So I've changed the character to something like that. I liked the character kind of this like rogue bounty hunter, like get out of my way kind of guy. Because then he also makes more sense when he goes to Nathan, Arizona and tries to make a deal. Hmm. Like I want 50 grand, right? But I like the fact he's like, you got flies in here. He's like, no, no, this is an air conditioned, fully sealed, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, help me. (laughs) Anyway, what do you want to change? Um, I mean, I would go, this is the thing. Stop talking for a minute. (laughs) Stop talking for a minute. Okay. This is, the main changes I'm going to make to this movie, because it's not going to be a Coen's Brothers movie. It can't be. That's not how we work this. Um, So this is a comedy for me. This is straight up comedy. Let's make it just a slapstick kind of comedy. I had some changes that I originally was going to go. One of them was, I was going to make Kai a female character. But I went differently on that. And I don't... I don't know. I just couldn't find the right pairing I liked, so... Okay. Um, but other than that, like, this is just more of the... And you're going to tell when I start getting through my people. <laughs> this is more of, like, the slapstick comedy movie. Where it does have more of a comedy heart to it. Yeah. Because it is about, you know, wanting well, to be a family and all this. It's definitely a comedy, yeah. So... And I, I, I kept mine as a comedy as well. Like, I want mine to be funny, mm-hmm. but I, I did on purpose pick people who would funny. be funny together, I think. Well, um, yeah. My Gail and Evel. Yeah. John Goodman, William Forsyth's characters are, they're a comedy pair I picked. You'll know once you go through it. So. Okay. <laughs> It's not Jack Black. I have not cast Jack Black Jack in this Black yet. Jack Black Dogass. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I was trying to figure out who, where I could put him, but no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... 
Oh, sorry. You were you were going. I'm stopping to talk. I'm not talking anymore. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, I just this one is. I don't know. It's oh, hard right, because, right, and right. it's like next week's. Next week's is so hard to recast. Okay, we're right? not talking about that. <laughs> but like, how do you recast a Coen Brothers movie? Difficultly. Difficultly. Yeah. Like you basically for this, it almost becomes that whole like Fargo, where it just became a series instead. Yeah, but it was a, of different people and stuff like that. Yeah. But then this is where yeah. I feel like it would just be we're taking the script. And we're going to add jokes in, and we're going to add a different setting, maybe, or whatnot. Hmm. But I still want to keep it kind of the... I like keeping it like middle America type yeah. thing. Yeah. I like keeping it where they're in like again, the trailer. I, I and... really enjoy the writing of, these people are stupid, but they're stupid because they're uneducated. Yeah. Right? Well, And, you and have... I know that I'm not trying to say anything bad about middle America, but like that's just the stereotype of... And, and they're playing off that in this movie, right? Yeah. And that's where I would play with Ed being like not not an airhead or like a typically stupid person she's just motivated because she wants his family and like yeah. she was a law-abiding citizen she was a cop she was a cop yeah. and i like the fact that she realizes she's like i was a cop i was like told I, to up, the law. uphold the law yeah. and i'm literally doing this and this is why we're bad for each yeah. other or whatnot so but i do like the beginning where he keeps coming into the yeah the shot like having that was cool <laughs> you broke that, up that weird scene uh where he robs the convenience store with them in the car mm-hmm. and then there's that weird chase with the dogs to the grocery store <sighs> that was very looney tunes it was yeah it, anyway. it, it was a very interesting because it was like i was trying to figure out where all these people are like going and how they keep like crisscrossing yeah. and all this so it was an interesting shot. All right, so let's start with uh, Sam and or Sam. <laughs> let's start Dot. with the, the Glenn and Dot because okay. you didn't cast I didn't them. Cast them. Um, so Glenn was played by Sean McMurray, and Francis McDormand played Dot. Um, again, as I said, I just really wanted to talk about Francis McDormand. I think she's just a phenomenal actress. We'll talk about Holly Hunter later because she's also a phenomenal actress. Um, but yeah, um, so for Glenn, I had Eric Andre. Okay. Um, comedian. Yeah. Very funny. The um, Eric Andre show on Cartoon Network. He does a lot of Cartoon Network stuff. So. Yeah. Right now he's Lucy on Disenchanted. Disenchantment on Netflix. Oh, yes. And he's so funny in that. <laughs> um, Lucy. And for Dot, I had Latasha Litch, who was uh, not Monica. Uh, the, the Rambo in... Miss Marvel, her uh, friend, who, the the girl mm-hmm. who's the, in the new Bond movie. Um, I really liked her part in Miss Marvel. I thought she was a really good foil to actually Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. right? So they'll be funny together. It's not Matt, Monica. It's not Monica. It's something else. Miss Monica was her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Nope. Gonna bug me now. Okay. <laughs> you keep talking. I'm gonna. I'll look it up. Did you cast the? Okay, so here, here, let's just go through the cast okay. because while well, we have it, Nathan Arizona Senior. Okay, Leonard Smalls. Leonard Smalls. Evelyn, Evelyn Gale, Gale. Okay, we're good. Ed yeah. High. Yeah. Um, I just didn't do Dot because one thing is Dot. Yeah, it's like they're... two scenes or like that one scene in the middle where yeah. Glenn has more, but Glenn's just a sleazy douchebag guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this. I loved when he got punched in the face, Maria, and then runs into a cactus. <laughs> 
or a pine or a palm tree or yeah. something like he runs whatever it is yeah maria rambo maria rambo yeah um yeah so that's who i want um shall we do nathan arizona senior yes who was originally played by trey wilson hmm. who i don't recognize he's um, probably in some other i'm sure movie. um since i had two who do you have i went with woody harrelson nice did you go with the Coens because of this? I know I didn't even think of that. I went more because of like Zombieland and all that. Oh, okay. where he plays, Wait, has uh, he ever been in a Coen film? I don't think Tallahassee. he has. Um, Woody Harrelson, I don't think he's been in a Coen film. I'm thinking Francis Mc... Doesn't matter. You're thinking yeah. Francis McDormand. I'm thinking three, out, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was Woody Harrelson, but it wasn't Coen. Yes. It was also Francis McDormand. I'm getting them mixed yes. up in my head. But like... Woody Harrelson can t- plays that character like he plays a lot of characters yes. really well, but he plays that character of like I can see him owning this like furniture store mm-hmm. in who knows where Southern America and just like him trying but to sell not Arizona, not Arizona. <laughs> there you go. I just I really like that because I totally didn't see that that yeah. coming. His name's just Arizona. Yeah, yeah, but like him being that like pushy kind of salesman who's also then trying to like figure out yeah. with all these cops and like well what's why is your name not actually arizona well would you buy something from a <laughs> like, what was it nathan something weird yeah, yeah. so yeah. but yeah woody harrelson yeah that's who i'd have this nice. who'd you have um i went a little more comedian i went with gary cole mm. do you know who that is his name sounds very familiar you'll recognize him the most as the principal from uh, family Guy. Okay. Um, but he's also uh, Ricky Bobby's dad in Talladega oh, yes. Nights. And... You should have just said that. I would have gotten oh, it. okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, he played um, the father of the Brady Bunch in the Brady Bunch movie. Like, he, yeah, he was the dad in that movie. Really? Do you remember? Do you not remember the 90s no, Brady Bunch movie? I do not. He is so funny and he is he is always pops oh, he, up. He, he was in office space or something as well too. Something anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I see him, he's just unbelievably funny. And he I was think Bill in office space. Yeah. He was, uh, in dodgeball. Yes, he was Uh one hour photo with Robin Williams. That was not a funny movie. No, <laughs> no, that wasn't. Um, but yeah, Gary Cole, I think he would pull this off incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole point of like him just being like, yeah, whatever. Just give me the kid back. <laughs> just like, you know, to the end of his rope with six kids, right? So. Five. Is it five? No, it's six. They took the six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it six? Oh, that was quintuplets. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Too okay. many kids. Too many kids. Too many kids for them to handle. <laughs> me, and, me and Danielle have come to the conclusion that one is too many kids. <laughs> Aw. No, we're joking. Two is too many. Once you're outnumbered, it's... <laughs> Once they can gang up on you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Leonard Smalls. Yes, Leonard Smalls. Played by Randall Cobb, who I've definitely seen. He always kind of... He always I, plays a character yeah. like this. At least every time I've seen him. Um, he was Gruff Man in Ace Ventura. What oh was he God. in uh, Naked Gun? Is that 33 <laughs> and a Big third? Harry Con. Uh, <laughs> we're so sorry. We should give this guy names in movies. He was also on Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh! <gasps> That was the last thing he did. Yeah. Um, that guy, that show went to 2001. 
Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I've definitely seen him in things. He must have passed away because he hasn't done anything since then. Uh, let's see. Born? No. no? Maybe, Maybe he just, just stopped. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, um, I guess it's my turn. You're up. So, for my physically imposing but super dapper man, <laughs> I went with John Hamm. John Hamm, yeah. Because, okay. like, yeah. you know what? You get that madman persona going where he's just down to, like, nothing but business, you know, no emotion in the voice, like, scary shit type of businessman type of guy. Almost like, remember the A-Team movie? The A-Team movie. Yes. The the Yes, I remember the A-Team movie. <laughs> the one that had, like, uh, Bradley Cooper. Yes, yes. And all. So he shows up at the end of that, right? Yeah, he, he does, plays... yeah. The second Lynch. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how he is, right? Mm-hmm. Just shows up, takes over, walks away. Yeah, and I think that would be good because, like, he's also a really, really good actor. And um, I think he would be... I think he can do the physical part of the, the thing as well because I still want that weird fight scene and all that <laughs> stuff at the end. Sorry. Let's just say for our American listeners and everyone else, go watch his Skip the Dishes at Headbirds <laughs> for Canada, okay? <laughs> Apparently, Americans did not know he was doing those for Canada. Oh, really? And they found out much later, and they're like, what the hell, John Hamm? Is that kind of like Will Ferrell's weird beer ads for Missouri? Or whatever it was that one state he did beer ads for? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever. Yes. But yeah, I think John Hamm's... I think when... Like, back in the day when they were still thinking of a Justice League world and like everyone was saying John Hamm would make a good Batman. I totally agree. At that point in his career, he would totally would have made a good, he's got the jaw and he's got all mm-hmm. that. And he is, as I said, physically imposing and everything, but yeah. So hmm? Mr. John Hamm, Mr. John Hamm. Uh, I went completely different. Yeah. Who did you have? I well, figured... you, we talked about that. You we kept with the biker motif, uh, biker motif. I went with the straight up, like, yeah, and you get a bad guy to play it, and he, the actor I chose, always plays bad guys because that was kind of a, one of his choice. Do you think you? I think you know who I'm talking about. I don't think so. It's Danny Trejo. Oh, okay. okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so he's just playing Machete. Yeah, <laughs> not not quite Machete, but yes. Wait, if you're gonna get Danny Trejo to play something, you get him to play like the biker bounty hunter looking rough guy. I don't know. They didn't in Spy Kids. No. But Spy Except Kids is a weird... Also, in Spy Kids, he was just machete. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> he was just a family-friendly version of I machete. Love, it, it comes up either on Facebook or Pinterest. I can never remember which one. But it always comes up where it's like, Spy Kids 3, I think it is, is like the weirdest movie ever. Because you have all these like super big name actors in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the weird... Like George Clooney is in it. Um, wow. I don't think I don't know that was the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's like one of the Spy Kids movies, yeah. and they're just like this movie was like ridiculous. Yeah, he got he got some amazing people. Mm-hmm. It was Robert Rodriguez doing kids movies. Like no. no one cared. Like those movies looked like crap, but they did so much money and but they were funny. I mean, yeah, I remember the first one. I don't actually like, remember anything. St- Stallone was a bad guy in one of them. That's the and same one I was talking about. And he fought Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> I'm going to look this up over time. That's Spy Kids 3D, by the way. This is Spy Kids 3D? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was the one. But yes, Danny Trejo is amazing. Okay. Um, next, William Forsyth. Forsyth. 
who plays Evel. I guess. Who looked so young. So young. Totally his lot. Like, he didn't have that gruffness that I attribute mm-hmm. to William Forsythe now. Right? Yes. So. Oh, I found the I found the link to why Spy Kids 3, okay. a movie, is baffling. You have Selena Gomez. Okay. President George Clooney. Their grandpa is the guy that played Khan. Ricardo Montalban. Montalban <laughs> who spends a movie chasing a butterfly. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Who gets advice from other Sylvester Stallones. Elijah Wood shows up, only to die. <laughs> uh, and then we find out that George Clooney was actually Sylvester Stallone. And Antonio Banderas is doing some weird things. And then, yeah, Machete just shows up. Don't forget Carla Gugino is the mom. Oh, and Steve Buscemi with a flying pig. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was so weird. Yeah, those movies got weird. But who cares? Like, that was one of the things. Like, I remember when those were coming out and everyone was like, Mm. what the hell are these things? I'm like, they make a fortune and they do not cost that much. Because, like, they do not not waste money on special effects. Like... No, it all looks... That was my foot thing. Sorry. Sorry. It all looks like it. Okay, sorry. We talked... I talked way too long. That's okay. It's it's your your version of Emil or Evil. 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 This is young William Forsythe who's... Yes, I agree with you. Both him and John Goodman, even Nicolas Cage, all look stupidly Stupid young. young. It was weird seeing John, because like, it was weird. Me and Danielle watched this movie together, and she's mm-hmm. like, I thought John Goodman was in this movie. I'm like, he's right there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's like, he's like big, but he's not like the he's, he's John Connor. The, the fat John Goodman. No. no, he's just the big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about him next. Anyways, my evil, Evel. However, um, I went with Jonah Hill. Okay. <laughs> You're going to tell who's going to come next anyways. But yes, Jonah Hill for this role. Are we just going to do Channing Tatum? No. Oh, okay. Hey, they're good together. Oh, they are good together. <laughs> but no, no. But Jonah Hill is a great comedic actor. Right. He's a great actor. Like he can do. Well, he was amazing in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And he never saw Moneyball. No. But sports movies aren't really my thing, so. Not really a sports movie. Yeah, it's about baseball, which is the most boring sport. It's about math. (laughs) That movie's about math. Oh, so (laughs) it's even more boring. Okay. But Jonah Hill is great. And yes, 21 and 22 Jump Street are just ridiculously funny movies. Yes. And Jonah Hill though, kills it. Though, I, as, as funny as Jonah Hill is in those movies, I think those movies are where Channing Tatum actually shines the most. Just yes. because of the lines like, um, I think it's in the second one. It's like, yeah, they told me that you can get Wi-Fi anywhere on on campus. <laughs> it's just free. Wi-Fi the internet or Wi-Fi the drug? Oh, oh, fuck you, brain. <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, like, that's such a good line and a great delivery. <laughs> Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the whole fact that he wants to drive the Lamborghini and then he has to give it to Jonah Hill. Yeah. <laughs> or in the in the first movie when they're on the on the trips together and mm-hmm. Jonah Hill is having a bad trip and Jenny Tatum's just having a nice dancing. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Say yeah. something cool. Something cool. <laughs> hey, what'd you say? I said something cool. Yeah, I know, but what what'd you say? <laughs> something cool. Uh, uh so stupid. Okay, who'd you have? I had Robbie Amell. Okay. Uh, because for the next one, I picked Stephen Amell. I wanted <laughs> okay. them to be brothers. Yeah. I wanted it to be, I actually wanted them to be brothers in this. And I think as, as, as 
okay an actor of Robbie as Robbie Amell is. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's great. I think Stephen Amell is really, really good. And I think the fact um, that they're actually brothers would play off this because you want the chemistry, mm-hmm. right? So I figured that this would be a good way of doing it. Um, so I, I think with the, and I think just them, cause like, again, it's, it's a modern movie. I don't remember what movie I was watching the other day where I thought about this, but it's a modern movie with modern protagonists. Oh no, I was watching cause I'm watching Star Trek Voyager mm-hmm. through again. And like one of the main male characters is Tom Paris, but he's this pudgy kind of guy. Like he's supposed to be the hot guy on the show, but he's a little pudgy and mm-hmm. he's like, and this is like, I'm thinking, I'm like, Nowadays, that is not how male male characters are. Like, they all have to be completely ripped and everything, right? So, like, if this is a modern comedy, like, these guys are going to be prison built, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, and I think it'd be fun to watch these two be stupid. Because as much as the second Ninja Turtles movie was bad, watching Stephen Amell play stupid was quite entertaining. Which one did he play again? He was Casey Jones. Was he Casey Jones? Yeah. Yes. But like, like he wasn't stupid, stupid, but like he was pretty dumb. <laughs> so. Ah, Casey Jones. Anyway, do we want to talk about John Goodman? Yes. Yes, I do. Love John Goodman's John. awesome. Love John Goodman. <laughs> okay. Done. Done. <laughs> well, he's, he's just, he's one of those actors. I think we've talked about him before. We must have talked about John Goodman before. Have we? I don't we? think we've ever cast a John Goodman thing. Yeah, like the Sappho. We, I'm well, maybe we haven't, but I'm we may certainly, have put him in something. Yeah, we've. I'm certainly we've probably casted him and stuff. But like, this is a, a guy, and of course, in the beginning, you, I really only knew him for Roseanne, Roseanne where he was amazingly funny. Oh, he was hilariously talented. Yeah, um, he was even in that. Sorry, he was in a Transformers movie. Apparently, yeah, um, he plays Kong one of the Skull, trans- Skull Island. He was he, really good in. He plays one of the Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, but everyone talks about how great he is in how that. How unbelievably creepy he is in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. We know him from Pixar, of course. Mm-hmm. God, John Goodman's great. Yeah. Um, I'm looking as at much his... as it wasn't. Oh, yeah, Paranorman. He was as much as there. it wasn't as good as the original, mm-hmm. him is bl- in the Blues Brothers 2000 movie. That's was... where we yeah, probably he's... talked about him. He was quite good. Really liked uh, Blues Brothers. Um, his time on Community is hilarious. I don't remember him on Community. He was the vice dean of the... I remember it now. The refrigeration <laughs> school. Refrigeration <laughs> repair school. <laughs> yeah. Who, ran, who secretly ran everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like he's one of those ones that just shows up in things. But the thing is, he shows up in movies and huge movies and then a TV show. Yeah. Right? Like he'll just... And he'll show up in huge movies for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Right, like he was in Red State by Kevin Smith, his only like really true serious film. Yeah, um, and he was in it for like ten minutes yeah, as one of the Santa. as one of the U.S. Marshals. Yeah. Oh, and Robot Santa, Futurama. Like, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when he shows up in things, you're just like seriously. Yeah, and it's just so so fun to see him, and he's such a he has such good hilarious timing and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean yes, as much as Blues Brothers 2000. Didn't have Belushi, and it wasn't really. And it felt that it felt that. Yeah. But John Goodman did his best to fill that role. It just the movie itself wasn't the same. No. Right, and it's not that they they filled that role with John Goodman and Miles Dyson. That's not his name. 
the actor. I know. Um, yeah. And like, they both were great in the film mm-hmm. in this not supposed to be good movie. Cause it wasn't, it's not supposed to be good. No, but they, again, this, the com- comedic timing and everything of Belushi is unrivaled. Hmm. So anyway, who is your John Goodman? <laughs> I went with Seth Rogen. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, Seth Rogen. I just pictured him as this, like, as he said, almost, almost the same kind of character, right? He's out of jail. It's this kind of like, well, your lady seems to be like busting your balls and all this. Yeah. And well, you know, we don't want it. Like he's super polite. Like that's what I loved about John Goodman's character in this. Like he's kind of polite and everything. And they're like, She's like, yeah, we're going to go rob this place. Want to come join us? <laughs> but yeah, Seth Rogen is hilarious. I think. And he's Vancouver, so. Yeah, I think if you had this, make this a modern movie, you'd kind of change that tone a little bit. A little. Like, I don't think, I even don't think prisoners nowadays would be like, yeah, who wears the pants in this relationship? Oh, right? I'm not saying we'd have that. I'm just but saying. But I really like... did like how they talked high into doing this, even though he clearly didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, and it just showed, it showed really how high was just so out of his element about what he was doing at all times. Yeah. Right. So like between the kid and his wife and then them, them showing he up, was just like, like so overwhelmed. Oh, at they all just times. got out of prison, and it's like, oh yeah, like yeah. yep, they just busted out, and like oh yeah. So. <clears throat> all right. So next, Ed, Ed, played by Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Did you say your name? Yes. Okay. Cool. Holly Hunter is great. So she is known for The Piano, Broadcast News, 13, and The Big Sick. 13 was a really weird movie. How is she not known for Incredibles? Is she not? She is Elastigirl, right? Yeah, she's Elastigirl. That's that's where I would have. Helen Parr? Helen Parr, Elastigirl. No. Um, did you ever see The Big Sick? I did not. She was great in it, but that movie was just a really incredibly well-written, well-performed movie. Mel Nanjiani. Yeah, Ray Romano. Perfect. He tells a joke about 9-11 in that movie that is so funny. And it's, you, I like it, but it's, I couldn't, if I just told you it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, no, you I don't know, get the I timing know. of it. And it's, yeah, it's just... Amazing. And the thing is about that movie, it's actually about his life. Hmm. That's how he met his wife. That's what they went through when they first got... Like, that's a real story. So it's insane. Anyway. Uh, um, She was in, by the way, Batman v Superman. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, when we were watching it with... When I was watching it with Danielle, she asked where she had seen her from. I'm like, oh, she was the the center that got blown up in Batman v Superman. She's like, oh... God, that is her. Because <laughs> again, everyone looks super young in this movie. Oh yeah, right. Um, yeah. Senator Finch. Yeah. Anyway, but again, she, she's one of those again actors. Like half of her thing is filled up with TV miniseries and yeah. and a, a voice actor role and stuff like that. And like, granted, The Incredibles are just a phenomenal piece of movie work, but yeah. that's just because it's Pixar. <laughs> True. Like, even their, like, I'm just going to call it B-tier stuff, like Soul, was still amazingly well done and a great story. Yeah. But, like, I'm not putting it up there with Up. 
or Toy Story 4 or 3 or 2. <laughs> I've still never seen Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 is good. It's not 3. Hmm. <laughs> 3 ends perfectly. And it did not need a 4, but 4 was still good. But uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah. I was always a Finding Nemo guy for Pixar. Really? Yeah. The only thing I like about Finding Nemo, and it's good, is um, Albert Brooks. I don't like Ellen. Uh, I, I think Dory's it. a stupid character. I know she's supposed to be. But I, Albert Brooks's delivery, it's like Billy Crystal in Monsters, Inc. Yes. Like, it's just so perfect. They picked such a perfect person to play both those characters. Like this neurotic dad. Okay, Albert Brooks is perfect, right? <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, it's your go. Who's your, who's your Ed? So again, with my Ed, I wanted to keep her still like that. Keep talking. Yeah, that... Uh, I don't want to say... It's not dumb. She is smart. Mm-hmm. But she is now determined that she wants to be a family person, not quite the, like the career-driven... And like that's where I want to I want to drive it. I don't want to make her a just a dumb character, which is why I casted Margot Robbie as her. Okay. Because of the way she plays Harley Quinn and the way she's played in like The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to Jonah Hill. <laughs> um, but she's a great actress that could totally play off this like that Tonya Hardy movie she did. Yeah. I Tonya. I Tonya. I Tonya. Sorry. Yeah, where she can play off and just play her off as this southern, I don't know, correctional officer. I don't know if she's actually a cop. She said she was a cop. Yeah, but she could have just been part of like, I, I think, it's hard. I, I, think she she was, I think she was a cop, but I think because of the fact that it's in the 80s and she was a woman, she was relegated to office work. Probably. But I still want to keep her, like the thing I, I would probably change is I still want to keep her as having a job. Because they just say she retires from... Yeah, she quits. So she quits. Neither of them are working, or what? He's just working in a but factory. But I would keep her as like a part-time officer or something, like something where. But then have her like step away from it. And be mm-hmm. like, I need to go because I'm doing this. You know, or you could have them working at the same factory because that's how she knows Dot. True. Because Glenn was his boss. Or yeah, she steps right? away, but then yeah, she's working with Dot and yeah. or something like. I would. I wouldn't just give her as the mother role and this is all she cares like i still have that but i still want her to be more intelligent hmm. makes sense. margot robbie who'd you have i had um caitlin dever who was um you never saw it because you're an idiot um she was one of the main two in book smart uh, uh and apparently she... i'm an idiot for not seeing book smart <laughs> that movie is one of the best comedies ever made right i'll get to it um like she is so funny in that and i think she's just such a great actress um that yeah she pulled this off the pull the hilarity that because like she played that character she played the kind of like straight character whereas Mm -hmm. uh her counterpart whose name i can't remember um who's actually jonah hill's sister (laughs) everything comes back to jonah Hill, Um, and then kevin bacon Okay. Everything comes back to Kevin Bacon. Eventually. Um, Um, Yeah, she was just unbelievably funny. uh, Let's see. It's like Caitlin Dever and Beanie Feldstein. That's it, yeah. Played Molly, I'm assuming. Yes, that's her. I feel like I've seen her in something else. Which one? Oh, she was in Last Man Standing. Uh, Caitlin Dever. Okay. What's Last Man Standing? The, The Tim Allen sitcom. 
Oh, okay. Um, one of the daughters. You mean tool time? No. Home improvement? <laughs> tool time. Whatever. Yes. Tool time. <laughs> Apparently she was in an un- Uncharted 4. She played Cassie. Oh. She was Nathan- Nathan's daughter. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So. So. Next. Who is your high McDonough? McDonough? McDonough. McDonough. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, then we can finish. Um, so, Nicolas Cage, we talked about him at the, at the top of this and thing. And we'll talk about him next week, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but throughout the entire watching of this movie, I really wanted Tom Holland to play this character. I don't know why. I can see him as this on... I don't know why, but the, for some reason, on edge, Tom Holland made me laugh, and I wanted that for this movie. Because I've Tom never Holland. seen that, and I kind of want... Because he's funny. He has good comedic timing. Oh, yeah. He has all that stuff. But I want to see him swing for the fences and do a role that is just insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I... <laughs> Tom Holland. Again, I, I was watching this movie, and that was the... F- First thing I that popped in my head was like I kind of want Tom Holland to play this part. The kids also go with accents, so yeah. Oh, I give it. Oh, speaking of that, we didn't talk about this. This is just his Cameron Poe accent. <laughs> like every time he's narrating something, I'm just thinking. I'm not. I'm going to talk about this next <laughs> next week because I noticed a trend in our movies and a bunch of movies that we've casted with Nicolas Cage, and they all have something very in common. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that next week. Okay. But yes, uh, this is his camera bow. Yeah, I, every, every, every time back in the box. every time he um, he wrote uh, like he was uh, narrating. Mm-hmm. I was thinking tie a, oh, tie a yellow ribbon around their old oak tree. His papa's coming home. It's like this just sounds like Cameron Poe. <laughs> anyway, who did you have? So for a high, um, I went with Chris Pratt. So I don't want buff Star Lord. I kind of, and but I don't, I don't want. Is it Andy? Pudgy Andy. Yeah, I kind of want the in between of that. He doesn't have to be like I'm super buff, but I still want him to be like Andy Dwyer. Yeah, just want him to be the in between of those two characters where he, it is. This is more of the dumb, the dumb criminal guy. Yeah. But I like that he has heart and he wants to, he's trying to get with Ed and he wants to do better. He wants to do better. He doesn't want to be a criminal and it's kind of like that addiction to being a criminal kind of idea. So, and plus I just want to see him fight Danny Trejo. (laughs) Star Lord versus Machete. (laughs) This is a weird thing, but whatever. We didn't cast the baby. No, we didn't cast the... Nathan Arizona Jr.? Random Twins the third. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we never talked about it, but this thing has a Rotten Tomato score of 93% for critics. Yeah. Uh, which I don't understand. But we're <laughs> it's looking... also 72% for audience ratings, which again, I don't understand. But again, I think we're looking, you're looking I know. at it from, from a different 40, time. Yeah. 30 years later. Wow, I almost said 40. This is 80. Pretty close. 82? Uh, 83? Came out in 87. So it's oh, your age. Oh, so it's. 34 this year. Yeah. Oh, good, good year. Good vintage. <laughs> good vintage. But that's the thing, right? You're watching this, like, way out. But yeah. This is... I can see because well, like, it the has audience, a, The audience a weird... rating is continuous. Yeah. Right? So... 
anyway and it's probably more of that it's the coen brothers and possibly people are very mm. fandom with coen brothers holly hunter nicholas cage yeah. john goodman we just talked about all these people that yeah. are in this movie that make it a good movie definitely all right where can they find us uh you guys can find us on well that's that's the movie by the way <laughs> ah, well we're done <laughs> we're done we're done uh, Next, you guys, Nicola, Nicolas you guys, Cage. you guys can find us on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, Recasted Pod on Twitter, fa- uh, Recasted Podcast on Facebook. Uh, please do come talk to us. If you listen to us, drop us a line. Let us know what you you want to see. If you want us to see us do a movie, let us know your favorite Nicolas Cage movie yeah. or moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um. God, I don't think I have a favorite Nicolas. I'll have to think about that for next week. Think about it for next yeah. week. Um. Yeah, um, well, uh, you can follow Danielle on Instagram at Fiona Veer. Chris, where can they find you? Find me on Etsy at the Kanakai Kana store. Yeah, and I'm here. You're here. On this podcast. Every week. Mm-hmm. For That's the me. foreseeable future. Until I die. <gasps> so, three or four weeks. Okay. <laughs> well, at least he made it through Nicolas Cage month. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. No, this is the month that kills me. <laughs> Really? Video games? Bad video games? No, that was you? pretty close. <laughs> okay. I, I had to deal with your guys' crappy four-hour <laughs> smudge fest of movies. God, that, that was the Gettysburg was so boring. <laughs> that was your choice. I At know. least mine were like an hour to I know. two. Anyway. All right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted. Uh, go watch Wild at Heart, the David Lynch movie. <laughs>